When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Podcast, Leaders on Leadership, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk to leaders from all ages and stages around the world about what it takes to pay the price of leadership. And today, I am so excited because we have our guest, Lisa Marie Platsky. Let me tell you a little bit about Lisa Marie. She is an award-winning leadership expert in human behavior, and she has received accolades from the United States Small Business Administration and the International Alliance for Women. She's also recognized as one of the top 100 women making a difference in the world. She left her federal law enforcement career after 9-11 to build Upside Thinking Incorporated. She's a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, and she has trained her coach over 100,000 leaders around the globe. Lisa, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I am really excited to be here, Dr. Tracy. This has been something I've been looking forward to. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you what, for our listeners out there, you want to get your notepads out because I'll tell you what, Lisa has talked to hundreds of thousands of leaders and as well as her own journey. So I am really excited to hear what you think about the price of leadership, Lisa. Well, I have been a raving fan of Tremendous's work, what has been decades. And speaking about the price of leadership, I did not realize that leadership had a cost when I first took my journey. I thought that being the leader, you know, you get to the top and it's where you want to be and you get to be number one. And I did not recognize all of the things that come with that journey that get packed in your backpack. That's a beautiful way to put it, Lisa. And thank you also. A lot of times our listeners want to know the context of how Lisa found the tremendous universe. And I think she was telling me before we started, her grandparents actually knew our founder, my father, Charlie Tremendous Jones. And she's a PA girl too. (laughs) That's exciting. All right, Lisa, listen, with that intro, I want to unpack the four tenants, the four costs, as you beautifully put, that leadership has a cost. And my dad talked about that in one of the speeches that he gave that is probably the speech he gave the most. And that was called The Price of Leadership. And his premise is that if you're going to be doing leadership, true leadership, there's going to be three things that you're going to have to pay the price of. And the first one is loneliness. And we've heard it. I'm sure you've coached many leaders. It's lonely at the top. Why am I the only one out here thinking this? And Lisa, can you unpack what loneliness and leadership, what that looks like, maybe share a time where you went through it for our listeners out there? Yes, thank you for the question. My background is in federal law enforcement. So there was their own loneliness in that journey as I rose through the ranks in supervision because also of being a woman in law enforcement. And I thought that especially with being in law enforcement where guys have your back and you're in uniform and you're working together, that there would be this camaraderie that 
happened when you rose through the ranks and it wasn't. There was a bit more of what did you get that I didn't get? What did you have that I, how did you get that? It must have been because you slept with somebody. It must have been because you uh, did something that we didn't see. And, you know, that was incredible. And so you'd think that when I opened my business, I would have remembered some of those things. However, I didn't. I thought, well, great. You know, I'm going to be my own boss. You know, I get to call the shots and I get to, and the reality is opening a business left me feeling many times that I was on this island someplace with this really great idea and purpose, you know, God-given purpose to make a difference in the world. And yet I was, had to do it by myself. So I had a lot more surprises. The word loneliness is not something that I would have used. And it's just more surprises on the journey. Mm. How long did that last? And I appreciate your authenticity because many of our listeners out there are like me and you. We're entrepreneurs, maybe in solopreneurs. We know God put us, we know what we're supposed to be doing, but it's kind of like, where's my Barnabas and my Timothy, you know, where are the resources? So how long did it take you before you started to gel? And I know it's all in God's timing. I get it. But (laughs) can you unpack how long that took? Because if somebody's out there dealing with this right now. Sure. I would say that it's been waves. I've been in business for over 16 years and there's still waves of loneliness. And I have a huge circle of friends and colleagues and peers and mastermind groups and coaches that I could call. And yet there are times when I'm in my office and I could call my assistant, I could call other coaches on my team. And yet I can feel the weight of responsibility And in fact, it'll move me to tears because Mm. the why feels so big. And yet I sometimes feel like I'm traveling alone. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. So I'm coming up on year 13. And for our listeners out there, I really appreciate your authenticity, Lisa, because I think there is this thing that boy, after, uh, you know, 10,000 hours, you really ought to have this dialed in or, you know, and it's like, no, it it isn't. My dad would always say that there's the pendulum and you're going to have to walk alone sometimes and you're going to be alone because you made mistakes. It's par for the course. So I really appreciate you sharing that. I would echo that too. Yeah. Ebbs and flows, right? It's ebbs and flows, but you said it, the weight of responsibility. And although you have a great team, there's only two shoulders that falls on. And so we have to remember that as leaders, that there is still that weight, heavy is the head that wears the crown kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's the part where I don't know that I truly understood that. You know, I don't know that I really got that. It was just well, I'm going to go do what it is that I'm called to do. And, you know, we're going to have fun. And it was like, oh, these are, <laughs> I'm kind of holding, like it's resting on my shoulders. I'm the one that received the scrolls. I love it. Okay. So loneliness along with that is weariness. And uh, my dad, what, he was very pragmatic and very snarky and very funny because he had worked with people. He wasn't, he flunked out of school in the eighth grade. So he was very real. And whenever people would be talking about, oh, everybody's great. Just let him be great. And then they'll be great. He's like, uh, okay. How many people have you work with? You know? And so he was always like, Hey, weariness, you're, you're going to have people that do more than their fresh share. And you're going to have a huge swath of people that do less than their fresh share. The old 80, 20, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. And it's draining for us as leaders. So how do you stay refreshed, replenished Shabbat? Do you celebrate the Sabbath? How do you stay on point and strong spiritually, mentally, physically? I have seven areas of well-being that I examine and look at every single day. 
And those seven areas of well-being are ones where I look to see if there's anything out of balance. So from physical well-being, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, financial, relational, and in my work, it's am I, what do I need? What's missing? And there's a SNAP technique that I use over and over again during the day. And SNAP is stop, notice, ask questions, and then pause, pivot, pray. I love it. What do you do in there to go? And so this is not something that I do once a day. It's not something that I do two times a day. It's not set up on. It's understanding when something is off. And sometimes I'm working on a project and I am committed to it and something's not right. And it could be, I need water. It could be, I just need to be quiet and say a prayer. It could be that there's something that I is sort of nudging me in the back of my head around a relationship with a client, a friend, a loved one. And whatever that is, it's going to pull you from whatever you're to do because there is such responsibility. So those are my two is ensuring that I stay within those seven areas of well-being and then also snap. I love that. Using the snap technique. But I mean, what a great little mental hook as you're, and I love that, you know, your soul will let you know something's not right. You know, you know when it is well with your soul and you're just... And then, you know, when your little spiritual radar or something, or you're like, well, that doesn't compute or something. So thank you. I love that, Lisa. Snap. That's a great thing. Stop. Notice. Ask. Awesome. And then what'd you say? Pause, pray. Pause and pivot. And pivot. Pivot if you need to. Like, if you need to. Like, maybe I need to do something else. Right. Well, thank you, sister. Okay. Loneliness, weariness. Okay. Abandonment. And abandonment typically gets a negative rap, you know, fear of abandonment. I'm in pet rescue. So that has a really bad term. But my dad (laughs) really looked at abandonment as a good thing and that we need to focus on what we need and ought to think about and not what we like and want to think about. So for him, abandonment was hyper-focus. So you can say singularly focus on everything else. I'm sure you get as an entrepreneur that likes all the new things and boy, a hundred new ideas come to us a day and all these people are calling (laughs) us to do these partnerships and let's do this. And so how do you stay on point and focused? So just like I have seven areas of well-being, my business is built on seven pillars of leadership. And those seven pillars of leadership, pillar number six is the one that I use all the time. And it's evaluate your progress. And so sometimes people go, oh, in my company, we do an annual review. Or some people say, I do a quarterly review, or I do even weekly. And I say, I evaluate every single day, whether or not it's efficient or effective. Is this a task that's like, I'm just looking to get it checked off? Or is this a task that allows me to be a force for good on the planet? Is this something that's actually effective and moving me towards what it is that I want, what I'm called to do on the planet? Or is this the thing that's like, somebody told me that this needs to get done? What is it? In which bucket does it fall in? And with 24 hours a day, staying that hyper-focused on what matters most means some things I've got to say no to, even if they seem like great ideas, because they still are distractions and pull me from what it is that I'm called to do. Well, I love that too, because that's good for your team. Because working for somebody like us, I know when I work for my dad, it can be a little maddening because it's just like, there's so much going on. And if you're a more linear thinker, you need a little bit more okay, bring it all down because you clearly outline your roles and responsibility, but I'm all about the results. Oh my gosh. Everybody tell me, well, you should be doing this and this will do this. And I'm like, what are the results? Because yeah, we're supposed to be good stewards of our time and resources. So 
I love that. And you do that every day. Every yeah. single day. I look in the morning. I look in the afternoon and I look in the evening. Where is it? Listeners, how freeing would that be if you just decluttered, pruned, cut off the non-value added stuff? I'm telling you, whenever my soul feels awry or stressed or I'm spinning, it's because I have not put up, I love Henry Cloud's book, Boundaries. It's because I have let something weasel in or scope creep and they're all good things, but I'm supposed to be focused on this and not that. So I really appreciate you um, talking about that. This is a daily, it's a daily struggle. You know, I really appreciate you saying that, that it's something that, that using the term scope creep, because I did a board retreat for an organization and they had 17 things that they wanted to accomplish for the end of the year. And I said, this is great. However, there's not, you've got to pick maybe two, pick two that you, and they couldn't do it. By the end of the retreat, they said, we're just going to keep all 17. And at the end of the year, ended up doing none. Right. And so, you know, what you said is, is also that you, know, you have this idea and it's so easy to think that you can get more done or it's so easy to let something creep. Yes. I think that this one is really important if you're going to make an impact on the planet. Oh, absolutely. And I would say this is the one thing that people struggle with the most. Number one, getting the clarity as to what is that one great purpose. And then number two, staying focused because it takes time to work your purpose out. And so you're going to be, well, maybe I'm looking over here. I should be doing this, this or that. But, you know, the leadership literature even says one thing at a time. And I know we like to think, well, if you're Elon Musk, you can probably think of one thing at a time. Prioritize it and pick the big things and knock them out. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. And when I came back to run the business, they're like, well, what do you want to focus on? I'm like, all of it. I love all of it. I want to do it all. And they're like... Oh, you're so young and it's naive. And I'm like, what, what? They were right. I need, you really it's need hard. it. Yeah. Hone it down. All right. So loneliness, weariness, abandonment. And the last term my dad talked about was vision. And for him, vision was seeing what needs to be done, which most everybody can. Number two, doing it, which very few people do. <laughs> you know, the executors and right. the integrators, the pontificators and the, you know, but he just said, look, if you're not able to execute or draw the right people, you can't really call it a vision. You can call it an idea or hope or, you know, but that's no strategy for growing a business. How do you keep your vision going, getting honed, moving forward and cast? So vision is one of my three elements of courageous leadership. I agree so much with your dad that you don't have a vision, you live a vision. It's There's something that you, it's action oriented. It's not something you write down on a piece of paper. So having that courage to do that, I believe that the practical part of this, I'm going to bring in my law enforcement, is that you're a detective. That's how you get to live your vision is you be a detective. So I ask questions, the who, the what, the where, the when, the how, the why of a situation, whatever it is that I want. And that allows me to say, so if this is my vision, my vision is to be somebody who makes everyone feel valued, appreciated, and loved when I'm around. And I'm moving towards creating a world where everyone wins. All of my actions have got to be taken in order for that vision. And so who is that that I'm, that I'm seeking to do that with? Where, when, how, why, for everything that comes my way on my desk, whether it's being here with you on this podcast, whether it's choosing to get up and go for a walk, whatever I put in my body, everything is about me becoming that vision, not me 
only speaking about it. It's, it's truly the embodiment of it because it's about who you are, not what you do. I love it. I love it. A world where everyone wins. Oh, that's absolutely my vision with that title. I love that. <laughs> and you embody that. I can tell that. And that's difficult because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, cause we're self-oriented and you know, there's that element of you're not here for yourself. You're here to bring out the other things or create for other people or, you know, lead in other ways. I find in today's world, there's I want to be a bridge builder and not a divider. And so just because you have an idea and it's very different than mine doesn't mean that you can't win and I can't win at the same time. Right. Absolutely. A Bridget, a Bridget, a Bridger, (laughs) not a burner, a burn it. That was my latest book, burn it or Bridget. Do you want to burn or do you want to Bridget? We need Bridgers. (laughs) And you are that. Lisa, what else would you share with our listeners as you coached all these people in leadership? What other pearls of wisdom would you share with them while we have their ears today? Thanks so much that the world right now is hurting for great leadership. And you're here on the planet for a reason. The world needs you. The world needs your brilliance. And it needs all of you, not a part of you, not a segment of you, not a part that somebody told you is acceptable, but all of you. And if every single person actually did that and actually stepped up and fully allowed themselves to be seen and to do whatever they're called to do, that the world would be a very different place. It would be so purposeful and it would be so much lighter. So that's my call to action is... The world needs you and your brilliance now more than ever. Go shine your light. Go do whatever it is you're called to do to be a force for good on the planet. Amen, sister. I love that, Lisa. I think you are my sister. Seriously. I think so too. Seriously. Oh my goodness. So much congruence here. All right, Lisa, how can people get a hold of you? My website is upsidethinking.com and you're going to put some links in there. So. So, so that's the best way to find me. And I have an annual event that is Upside Summit, which is my Design Your Destiny live event every January. I host that. And so got some information on the website about that and my blueprint as well. Excellent. And you were talking about working with coaches. If some of our listeners, do you train coaches or do you work with leaders who need a coach? What's your area of focus? I work with leaders, influencers, and world changers, people who understand they've got something big burning inside and they aren't sure how they're going to live it out, position themselves for it. Some people, it's internally in companies. They'll come to me and say, no, I want to start a business. And I'm like, well, you're actually called to be in this company and to be liked. And for some people, it's for them to have businesses or some people, it's to sell their business. So it's leaders, influencers, and world changers. I love it. Well, for our listeners out there, you make sure we'll have all this on there, but you make sure and check out Lisa's website. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Fueled my spirit. And I know our listeners out there, thank you for your transparency. And thank you for the difference you're making in the world. You're offering so much and it's so needed. And listeners out there, don't waste any more time wandering in the desert. You know, hook up with somebody like Lisa who can really help you. I love that. The big burn. You got it. Got it. No more grousing. Get that big burn and turn it into a beautiful flame that lights the world. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dr. Tracy. Appreciate being here. Truly an honor. You're so welcome. And welcome back to Pennsylvania. I hope to see you soon. (laughs) Thank you. Or at the summit. I would love that. I'm going to check that out. Thank you. Okay, Lisa. Well, 
to our guests out there, we couldn't do this without our tremendous tribe. So if you like what you heard, please be sure and hit the subscribe button. Do us the honor of a five-star review wherever you hear our podcast listening. And also, thank you so much. Leave us a comment. We answer all our comments and share this with somebody else that you think may need a little bit of uplifting or tremendousness in their life. Remember, folks, never stop paying the price of leadership. We're so thankful for you. There are many leaders out there in name only, but you're the real deal. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.